Welcome to Demand Does, the six questions where the same six questions can tell a unique story. I am your host, Demand, father of two, husband of one, and leader of this here Demandcast. My guest is the co-host of How Are You Now podcast and masterminded the magic of classic trios like TLC, SWV, and JJ Fad. And he found the Queens of Woodcrest, which gave the podcasting world the brilliant Boondocks pod. Give it up for the dutiful, daring dad doing damage, destroying, disrespectful dialogue, delivering daunting depths of decency. All right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. You it's, are welcome, sir. It's good to be here again. <laughs> <laughs> How are you now? Uh, good and you? Not so bad. All right. <laughs> the, a, a little behind the scenes, we have had quite the adventure trying to get this thing recorded. A little so. bit, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, uh, you know, some. Always somebody, somebody's trying to keep us apart and we're, uh, we're not, we're not going to let that happen. Absolutely <laughs> not. These forces combined cannot be perished by mortal means. Damn right. Oh, uh, how you doing, man? I am well. I am well. Good to see you. And it's good to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the, uh, the good stuff, I guess. Yeah. Where do you want to be found on the net? There's a few places. As far as our websites are concerned, you can find us on howareyounowpod.com, theboondockspod.com. I also have another web, uh, another podcast that I do with my buddy Don at podsecure.com. We're on all the different podcast aggregators, and you can find us on Twitter mostly is where I've been. And then I've been starting to do the TikTok uh, as well. So, uh, and so, yeah, if you look up any of, uh, you know, Podsecure, well, not on not on TikTok yet on uh, for for Podskier, but for how are you now on Boondocks? I'm on TikTok uh, for that. <laughs> so uh, that's a recent thing. So uh, that's been interesting. But yeah, so you can find us in those places uh, for the most part. All right, my good man, are you ready to answer the six questions? The six questions. Let's do it. Question number one. When did you know you wanted to get into podcasting? Well, it, it, that was a that was a journey, starting with my first podcast that I uh, started listening to, which was Welcome to Night Vale. That was the seed. I I knew I could never tell stories like that, or you know, and, but it did get me interested in looking at voice acting. But from there, I'm a huge nerd, and I go to Comic Cons. Tr goes to Comic Cons as well. With that, you know, we so we're we're nerds together. And so we were fans of Chris Hardwick, who also ran the Nerdist podcast, which became ID10T. And I was listening to him for a long time and just, I loved his interview style. It was just relaxed. It was never really like, so tell me about this thing that I hear that you're doing and this thing. So it was never like bullet point type thing. It was just mm -hmm. like a conversation. I like that. That's a cool style. It's just relaxed and you're, you're just, you're just getting to know each other. Right. And he, he, and he was very engaging. He's, he's a warm personality and it was, it was lots of fun. That's kind of where I really got the, the itch. I started working with another guy out here, but then 
he's got a lot of stuff going on and he couldn't do it. And I was like, I had already had start. I started buying gear already. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, my buddy Don, you know, I, I made a Facebook post and I was just like, man, I'm just bummed. I, I'm, I want to do this, but I don't know. I, I need to do it with somebody. And Don says, how about me? <laughs> and so, and Don and I, he, are, he and I are the same age. He's a couple of months older than me. And we sound a lot alike. <laughs> so when you listen to us on Podskier, I know I've heard some people say, I can barely tell you apart. So what I started doing when I was recording us is I would tweak us a little bit on how, who, you know, get a little bit more bass or whatever. <laughs> so that we would sound slightly different. So really? I would EQ us a little bit differently just so that we would sound a little bit different. Maybe pan, us, pan one of us to one side and one to the other a little bit. So yeah, that's kind of where that started was, it was really kind of based off of Chris Hardwick and then, you know, guys like Mark Marin, who I love and I identify with Mark Marin. I don't know if you listen to his podcast or see any of his stand up. He's such a curmudgeon and is just, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I feel you. <laughs> so, and I'd been watching Mark Marin stand up since the eighties. It's just the way he is, his, his tone and his, his delivery. I just love it. So yeah, that, that kind of made me get into it. It's been an addiction ever since. <laughs> an addiction. Yikes. Oh, well, I mean, geez, I've got three podcasts going, Man. uh, planning on starting another one at some point after all the stuff with, uh, COVID is handled as much as it can be. Uh, I mean, I know I've got my first shot and I'm having my second shot this coming week. TR's had both of hers so we can start traveling and this next one. Can't let on really what it is right now, but it will be something where we need to go places and see people. <laughs> but interesting. Uh, so that 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 one's kind of been in the in the works for a while. So uh, and then I've also you know started to try to look into getting into some voice acting. So maybe I can make that happen as well. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been uh, dipping my toe in on the Hit Record app. It's a creator app so that you can do voice acting. You can write short stories, do graphics, animation. So it's made for creators. And so people will like write a, a story. Somebody will say, I have an idea for this. I want somebody to write a story. And then I want this. And then I need voice actors to do this. And then I need animators. So it's just little pieces. So little people will come together and just do these little things. And wow. so I, I've gone out there and just like read some of the stuff that they had. And nothing's really come of it yet. I'm mean, still new at it, but. I've, it's been interesting and fun. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That's awesome. I'd never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah. And it's put put together by, uh, oh God, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The dude from... Uh, yep. Uh, uh, the Third Rock, I think is what he was in, wasn't it? Um, That, that 70s show is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, think, I, think I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Question number two. What do you wish you had known when you first started out? How to get good sound. I've been working on that diligently. I think it's my ADHD brain. When I, I get singularly focused on something, I'm like, I really, uh, I just got to get it. And so like, I mean, I've even got hardware that helps. I mean, I don't know how I sound to you from there, but I have hardware compressors and preamps and I'm going through my Rodecaster Pro. And so everything is just, I mean, I try to dial it in as best as I can. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of want to sound like NPR, that real quality, crisp sound. So mm. uh, maybe a little, not, not so quite so nasally uh, as that, but <laughs> um, 
I don't want to sound just like, you know, like uh, any of those, all those guys over there, but uh, I mean, I'd like ha- ha- have a little bit of bass in there. So. <laughs> so sound like a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and editing. Editing has been, that's been a, a chore. I'm getting a little bit better at it. Uh, and, you know, the, do it using Reaper, my favorite editor so far, my favorite DAW, Digital Audio Workshop. Workstation. Oh. So, da, yeah. So, you know, like you got Audacity is the free one. That's like where everybody starts with Audacity. Right. And then after that, lots of options. You So, Reaper, you got Pro Tools, you got Hindenburg. There's a whole bunch of them that are out there. And I went with Reaper after I saw these videos by a guy named on YouTube called Booth Junkie. John Delgadio is mm. his name. He's a voiceover actor and he's got a really smooth voice. And it's really, I mean, it's nice. I mean, you could just listen to him and say, oh man, that's that. You know, if I could fall in love with a voice, that is a really nice voice. Wow. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, but he 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 had this whole set of uh, videos on doing using Reaper for voiceover from the you know from installing it and doing every little thing that you needed to do, and he just, and then recording some pieces and putting it all together. I'm like, wow, that seems pretty straightforward. So I got Reaper, and Reaper for what it does. I mean, it's a very powerful DAW, but it's only sixty five dollars. So, whereas like Pro Tools is hundreds, as I understand it, and I, most of the other ones are as well. Audacity, which is like I said, that's free, doesn't do multi-track, and so that's that's kind of what I needed because I needed to, I needed to separate everybody out. And I, you know, right. coming from a musician's background, getting everybody on multi-track was important to me. Question number three. What is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, brisket from Angelo's Barbecue in Fort Worth, Texas. That place has been around for about 60 years now, I think. Wow. Yeah. Family run. There was a point where they thought they were going to have to sell out. And then because uh, the, the old man who ran it was, he died. And so one of the sons then came in and took over, (laughs) but, uh, it was just, yeah, it was just a little, it looked like it used to be somebody's house that they put it (laughs) built onto. (laughs) So it's not a big place, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's obviously 60 years old. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, but the food there is just amazing. I love, I've loved it since I was a kid. And so I go in there as a kid and they have this, uh, big taxidermied bear, as soon as you walk in that has the Angelo's t-shirt on. <laughs> and uh, I think they actually have a new bear now because I think the old one just kind of, you know, after a while, taxidermy just doesn't last. That's yeah, <laughs> so, not supposed to hold up forever. Yeah. So they got, they have a new one. So yeah, back in the day when I, when, when I was a kid and going, they, you know, they had, cause it was a line out the door. And so they had peanuts. So you get a little handful of peanuts and, and there was peanut shells all over the ground as you walked mm-hmm. in. But then, uh, the state health board came in and says, you can't do this anymore. You can't, you can't have these peanut shells, although it's in health, I have health hazard. So they quit doing that. So, but the, uh, the food is still amazing. And so, yeah, the brisket there and cornbread, potato salad and banana pudding. And, oh yeah. Heavenly. That sounds delicious. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. Oh, I, yeah, I would, I mean, I'm a fat guy as it is. I would be <laughs> even fatter if I still lived back home. So for being a red state, they still got some pretty damn good food. So that's <laughs> that's the only thing I really miss from there is the the amazing the amazing food from Texas. So yeah. Do you get to go back there very often, or is this? A- 
I mean, not, I mean, yeah, not, yeah, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, under normal circumstances. If I had something to go back to, I, I might, uh, it, you know, the, uh, and I'll say this, you know, my, my family are pretty hardcore red staters and, oh. uh, and QAnon believers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and not very open minded. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I was raised. I was, that's, what i grew up on i mean the QAnon stuff was obviously was much later but uh the uh that's new yeah, but yeah i i was raised initially i was raised in fort worth but then you know when i was 12 we moved out to very rural texas which was you know the town square <laughs> i can tell you this the town square of leonard texas the stories that i was told when we moved there was that's where they used to hang people. Uh, oh, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I grew up and that's how I was raised. Uh, I mean, Confederate flags I had. We are taught <laughs> the, the incorrect history of, you know, it's heritage, not hate, but it's hate, obviously. That's how I grew up. And, you know, having gotten out of that and going into the military and getting really diverse very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eight man room, I was the only white guy. I had a very big awakening at, you know, when I was 19. Uh, that's when I went into the army. Um, and from there, I married a gal from California. After I got out of the service, we moved to California. Another big awakening, fairly liberal, I mean, especially compared to where I came from. That was, you know, introduction to a wider range of diversity. You got the LGBTQ com community that is much more free and open there. I mean, granted, they, you know, there's, it's not always <laughs> been that way. Every piece has been a growth for me. Thank God that has caused me to force myself to be away from my family. Do you think that there's a chance of, of any turning around or? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's, I, and I hate, I, I hate that. I think that you hear so often, Oh, they're old and they're set in their ways. I'm like, these motherfuckers grew up during the civil rights movement. They saw all the shit that was going down. You know, my mom and dad were in Texas at the time Kennedy was shot. I mean, all this stuff, they grew up and they saw it, you know, but it, it's like it just, they just chose to ignore it and go on about their business. And, and thank God I got out of there because I probably would have been stuck in the same fucking mindset that they are. Mm. Since meeting Tiara, I've become more left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't married to Tiara or if, you know, something ever happened to Tiara and I didn't have her in my life anymore, I would become violently left. <laughs> so it's because of her that I stay at home and I take care of her <laughs> because, oh. because I would, because yeah, I would use my privilege for a lot of bad things. So <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, I do. <laughs> because I, I, you know, we started this shit as white people, and it's going to be up to us to finish it. So, 
that's my view on it. Doing what I do, what I can do right now with podcasting is like the boondocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw the boondocks and I'm like, oh my God, people need to talk about this. Why is nobody <laughs> talking about this? Why is there no podcast about this? I can't make a podcast about this. Uh, go to black. Uh, let me go to uh, black folks who are podcasting. Nobody's doing the You should be doing this. Nobody answered. Tiara, will you do this? If I, if I, she goes, if you can find people, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I, so I'm, I'm using my, my, my knowledge and my privilege to do what I can to help spread the word and get, you know, get, get folks engaged uh, and give black people a voice that, that they desperately need and deserve and rightfully should have and should have had for a long time. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of, I mean, I'm doing what I can. And I, you know, I, I, I just, I just want, I, I, that, yeah, <laughs> I get, I get really passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I have to, I'm like, okay, this is not about me. <laughs> Actually, this is about you, but the interview is about you. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? I mean, I I don't want to make things about me because I know there are far too many allies that try to do that. Question number four. What are you curious about? Oh, man. Uh, Space. The cosmos. Astrophysics. When I was a kid, 1980, Cosmos with Carl Sagan came out, and I was enraptured at that point just to hear someone talk with that kind of passion and knowledge about a subject that you initially you would see see as dry. You know, it's science, you know, because it's all, you know, you expect to just hear bookish things, you know, right. it's very dry, but it's these you know, talking about the calendar of the cosmos and how, you know, where we are in that calendar, you know, (laughs) every, it's like everything that has taken place in human existence has happened in the last minute of the last month of the cosmological calendar. (laughs) So everything else is, you know, the building of the universe. Yeah. It's crazy from there picking up from Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, Michio Kaku and Brian Cox and Akeem Alusier and Michelle Thaller and all those others who are so passionate and driven and speak in a way that reaches out to the masses is amazing. And I, and I love it. And even though I know I can't, uh, I can't understand the math of a lot of what they're, what they're doing. It's still fucking fascinating and I love it. And I could just, I mean, I could, I just recently bought Michio Kaku's re, uh, most recent book, The God Particle. I think it's what it was called on Audible. I think that's what it, what it is. Is it uh, The God Equation? That's what it is. And so, yeah, I, I've got, you know, from you know, that and, you know, I've got Neil deGrasse's uh, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, uh, you know, lot, lots of books on science that I, that I listen to. Uh, ADHD keeps me from being able to actually read book books. Uh, that's, that's a whole other topic Mm. (laughs) that, uh, yeah, it's, I have what I, what I refer to as reading narcolepsy. And I was told that that's actually part of ADHD and that, you know, if you try listening to books, maybe that will help. And that actually does, but yeah, it's, I'll sit there with a book in front of my face and, and reread the same thing three times and like, okay, what was I reading? So, yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, Audible has been a godsend. That tied in with my love of sci-fi, especially absurd sci-fi like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> I love Douglas Adams. I mean, I mean, I've got my my don't panic tattoo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that and Doctor Who. My I have a chess piece, a, a Doctor Who tattooed chess piece with a TARDIS and weeping angels and cross sonic screwdrivers. So it's wow, yeah. you're yeah, super nerdy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I love it. From the the science fiction part of it to the the science fact part of it i mean in the expanse if you haven't seen the expanse on amazon prime go watch it it is probably the most well written and what i would consider to be the most accurate portrayal of theoretical science that has not happened yet <laughs> that they've that they've built into the story as well wow. as just little things like you know working in zero g and you know they're taking panels off of doors and to you know they unscrew the panel off a door and to work on a thing and they take that panel and they it has a magnet on it so it will stick to the wall i'm like you know what nobody ever thinks of that kind of shit and when they're writing something and that's just a little thing that mm -hmm. i picked up on. i'm like that is really clever that they actually that they thinking about these just little small things that you would have to do if you're out in zero g working right. i'm like i mean everybody's done the magnet boots of course but this is like i mean even just getting down to you know, to the, the little maintenance of stuff. Very well written. So yeah, the books are great. Even you can find them on audible. It's uh, but uh, yeah, this, this, the TV show is great. Question number five. Is there anything I should have asked, but didn't what I'm binging, <laughs> I suppose. Okay. Uh, so currently, yeah, currently we're binging, uh, I don't know, if it's good, well, now it's on episode by episode, but we've been watching the new Clarice, which is the series based off of Silence of the Lambs. So it's a, a year after, oh. a year after Silence of the Lambs. So we st we've started that. I think we are now seven episodes into it. <clears throat> Another Canadian, Canadian show that we just finished, which, I mean, it, it, it ended back in 2015, I want to say, uh, is called uh, Republic of Doyle takes place in St. John's, uh, Newfoundland and is really good. Did you ever see psych? Yes. James Roday and do Hill? Is that the one where the guy, uh, it, he's, he, he's he super observant, but he pretends to be psychic. Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like that, but the Canadian version without the psychic stuff, but it's, it's kind of got that same feel. It's kind of a comedy crime show. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> That sounds fun. <laughs> but it's it's really cool. Uh and the the scenery in St. John's, Newfoundland is just gorgeous. I mean, it makes makes you want to live there. But we just had an interview on on uh, how are you now with James Daly, who plays Ron of Dax and Ron, the, the gay couple. So the tall <laughs> yeah. blonde the tall blonde guy. They so are yeah, true. we just recently so he's he's from Newfoundland. Oh, and okay. so he said yeah, he goes, Yeah, they, they shoot that at, at just the perfect times to make it look like St. John's is gorgeous all the time, but most of the time it's dark and dreary. <laughs> but but yeah, it's I'm I'm like and I think I'm like, yeah, that's kind of when they do San Francisco. Uh, I mean, unless they mean to shoot the the fog and stuff, it's you know, San Francisco, they they try to make it really pretty with all the colors and all that mm -hmm. stuff but yeah a lot of the time san francisco is is foggy and dreary so also invincible which we've been uh catching up on on amazon prime which is really good i like invincible 
I didn't know what to expect going into it because I didn't read the comics. And now I want to go back and get the comics. But what you think is going to be like a standard teenage, like a Teen Titans type of thing, which is going to be, you know, the just a corny teenage superhero type of trope. <laughs> but it got really dark. I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. So I love the boys. If you watch the mm-hmm. boys, uh, mm-hmm. the, and I have the comics of those, which are even darker and more brutal. I'm uh, not so, sure if I could handle that. To be oh honest. boy, yeah, they, yeah. Garth Ennis wrote that. He wrote Preacher. If you've watched Preacher, the boys starts off. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really tragic, but it's kind of comical because <laughs> you're sitting there. He's sitting there swinging his ha- arms with his girlfriend, and A Train, who's the speedster, basically the Flash. Mm-hmm. comes by and just blows right into her and explodes her leaving him holding her arms <laughs> and it's just so ridiculous looking right. uh if, if you've kind of got a dark sense of humor I'm trying to think what else if there's anything else we've been binging um we're about to start the equalizer i'm pretty sure of that mm. uh because queen latina oh my god love her uh <laughs> i mean how can you not did you watch warrior so Bruce Lee created this story and he took it to CBS. CBS back in the late sixties, early seventies, whenever it happened, made Kung Fu out of it and left Bruce Lee out of it. The story of warrior is a, a Chinese immigrant coming over to San Francisco in search of his sister right after the civil war, 10, 10, 15 years after the civil war. And there's fights between the Irish and the Chinese that are in the city. There's a lot of historical facts in there, even though it's so it's a historical fiction kind of story. So, mm-hmm. so CBS back in the day took that story and redid it and used David Carradine yeah. <laughs> as, as a half Chinese person, which, you know, <laughs> and I, I've met David Carradine. He's a, he was a super nice guy. I had a friend who worked on his ranch and took care of his horses. So I got to meet David Carradine once and he was really super nice guy. But that being said, they stole this story from Bruce Lee, which is why Mm -hmm. Shannon Lee kept that story hidden for so long until the guy that did the fast and furious series came to her and said, and uh, yeah, something land, Jeremy land. Yeah. I think that that sounds about right. But yeah, he came to her and says, listen, I've heard about this treatment that Bruce wrote and I'd like to see it because I really I mean, the sounds of it, it sounds like something I'd like to do. And so she let him have it. And wow. so, so yeah, the first, That's so, so, awesome. the, so it's, yeah, it's a really, really well done show. And it, they filmed it, they filmed it all, uh, interestingly enough, in South Africa, really good martial arts in it, really well acted the way they handle people talking Chinese to other Chinese people. And then them talk, speaking English to Americans. It's really cool. If you and I, let's say you and I were speaking French and they're filming it for an American audience, right? So it's, so they're watching you and I speak in English and speaking just like this. But then if I'm speaking now to an American and I'm French, I would then talk with an accent to this person. And so that's how, so that's how they basically show. Yeah. It's 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 like, that's a really clever idea. When the native speakers are speaking to one another, they're in plain, basically a plain American accent. But when they're speaking to, you know, English speaking Americans, you hear their Chinese accent. So it's really kind of clever how they did that. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Question. 
number six. If you could create a new holiday, what would it commemorate? Voting day. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be, it needs to be a holiday starting on, you know, I mean, I don't care if it's on a Tuesday, whatever, whatever day it is, it should be during the week, should be a, your day off of work, paid day off of work and go out and vote. Of course, I think everybody should be, as soon as you're 18, you should be automatically registered to vote. That's my opinion. You know, what they're doing in Georgia and so many other states is ridiculous. I mean, because they've, <laughs> they've actually already compared it to what Utah does. So Utah, which is mostly a white state, has automatic registration for voting. There's like no citizenship proving that you really have to do. So, I mean, if, yeah, if you go look up what the, what the requirements are for voting in Utah, it's what it should be basically everywhere. You don't have to show an ID. I think they all do mail-in voting. So, which is what we do here in Washington. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah. And same thing, if you go uh, here, you get registered when you go, if you go for a license or whatever, or an ID, TR doesn't drive. So she goes and gets her, just her ID. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then you're at that point, you're automatically registered and you don't have to register it again. You just keep getting ballots sent to you in the mail. Vote, vote like your lives depend on it because it does. And even if it, if your particular life doesn't depend on it, somebody else's does. And you should think about them. The final word. What final words of advice do you have for the creators out there? Don't give up. I know there's a lot of hard work that has to go into creating these things, creating anything artistically. I think it takes some effort. So I would probably say, yeah, just don't give up. Keep fighting. Uh, Ask questions. Find people like myself. Find people like Demond. Whoever, you know, that needs, uh, that you think can help you out, reach out. You know, we're likely, you know, more than happy to help you if we can. I know that I am. So, uh, yeah, reach out to me. Don't give up. We're here for support. And on that note, sir, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah. I loved it. Thank you for having me. And thank you, dear creators, for joining us on another rollicking adventure of Demond Does the Six Questions. And if you haven't already, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Demond Does, all one word. And I will see you next week. Until next time, see it, hear it, speak it, live.